Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lurator Roshke, your host, and I got Don, my co-host and partner in the ministry, and my friend, and my right arm, and she knows to do all the stuff that I don't know how to do, all this technical stuff, and plus, she knows the word, too, and is anointed, too. And so I appreciate all she does with me uh, for the kingdom of God. So, Don, we are talking about get the right pattern, Mm -hmm. right? How important it is. Now, how cool would it be? God tells Moses, this is what I want you to do. I want you to build me a sanctuary. I want you to take an offering from the people. They're going to be a part. No one is going to be left out of this great project of having God in their midst. Thank you, Jesus. They're all going to be a part of it, no matter how small or how big Nothing the offering is. Nothing disqualifies you. Can, you, know, you bring your little, and little is much mm-hmm. in the kingdom of God. Little is much. Mm-hmm. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. But So they, they come in, and they bring their offering, Dawn. And I can just, I mean, they've come out of Egypt. They haven't been out of Egypt very long. They just come out of slavery. They don't even know what to do. Moses has been over there. He's been in slavery, you know, and he's, and he's on the backside of the desert. God begins to, you know, tell him, you're going to deliver these people. You're going to, I'm going to what? And he goes and he, he, God brings him to, to the people to bring the people out. But now they're going to embark on this great adventure with God. Yeah, it's going to be, there's going to be some rough times and they miss it. They that's miss how it. it is for us now, yes. right? I mean, we come out of sin. Yeah. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, We've come out of slavery and you don't know what to do. He doesn't expect you to come out of slavery and then come to him. He wants to help you, teach you how to give you the pattern so that you can live your life in Christ. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I just love that. I love it too. And uh, he made a way for everyone. Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. I mean, he paid the price. For every single sin of humanity of anyone that has ever lived, anyone living now who will ever live, all of humanity summed up together, mm-hmm. he paid the price. And the tabernacle is, a, is exactly foretells, foreshadow every single candlestick, uh, every utensil, every ritual, every single thing. And the exact way it was made was a pattern for God because it was foreshadowing Jesus and what he would do. That is so cool to mm-hmm. me. It is so cool. But so let me get through. Oh my goodness. The word of God just starts getting me all excited. It's hard <laughs> for me to move from one passage to another, but, um, Exodus 25, 9. So we read this uh, the portion earlier on the first half of the program. But what does God tell Moses? According to all that I show you, after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. It was a God thing. It was a download of plans and instructions from God told him exactly how, when, who to have make what, who to have doing this portion, how to do it. I mean, the veil, everything, every single thing was minutely planned out and instruction was given. God is so detailed. Mm -hmm. And he did it all. Why? He said that I may dwell among them. Oh, glory to God. And that is why Jesus came. He is the centerpiece of the word of God. I can't get past that. And everything you will ever face in your life, any and everything you have ever faced 
or will ever face, it was dealt with at the cross. Not one thing was left out. It was dealt with at the cross. Well, my goodness, I'm going to flip on over here, Don. Let's go. Let's go over to Hebrews. And I'm going to kind of skip over here in, in chapter 7 and 8. And I want you to get this, okay, how God weaves things together. We just came from Exodus, right? Now we're over here in Hebrews. In verse, let's start at, let's see here, 24. But this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, because he continues forever, we're talking about him being a priest, the high priest, has an unchangeable priesthood. It's never going to change. And he, nobody's going to replace him because what he did, he did completely, totally forever. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I needed everything about me saved, every detail saved to the uttermost. He picked me up. He pulled me out of a mess of uh, family generational curses and iniquities. We were a mess. I was a mess. But he reached down to a little girl and he said, I'm going to save you to the uttermost. And then I'm going to begin to save your family. God is so good. Save to the uttermost. Christ did it. Jesus Christ. He is able and only he is able. There is salvation in no other name. I don't care. There's salvation in no other plan. You cannot fix yourself. You cannot save yourself. You cannot change yourself any more than a leopard can change his spots. But Jesus Christ is able to save you to the uttermost, to the one that's in the uh, hooked on crack, uh, who is on meth, can't seem to get free, who's caught up in pornography and sexual sins, who's full of fear and rejection, no matter what it is. He is able to save you completely, totally, to the uttermost. because Perfectly. perfectly mm -hmm. Leaving nothing out. He changes you. That you are redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. He is a priest forever. The, the, the priests in the Old Testament... They were, they were of the Levitical priesthood, and it was passed down, right? Mm -hmm. Passed down from one generation to another, because, and they died off. Right. And they had to offer they sins for their own sins. office forever. Yeah. <laughs> and they had to offer sins for their own sins, sacrifices for their own sins, but not Jesus. He is a, has an unchangeable, immutable priesthood that stands forever. Glory to Thank God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Uh, in my uh, notes, uh, my Bible says this is not only refers to that which is eternal, but to that which will not change as far as its principle is concerned as well. The reason is the finished work of the cross is an everlasting covenant. Mm -hmm. See, he is able, Jesus is, to save to the uttermost because he died for each and every sin and each and every individual. It proclaims the fact that Christ alone has made the only true atonement for sins. See, the blood of bulls and goats, it just covered the sin. It didn't break off the, the sin principle. It, it, they had to keep doing it over because it didn't have the ability to change you. And if you didn't know the law before... Yeah. You won't know what God, what God did for you. So he showed them the law. Right. So and how you could never fulfill it. Fulfill it. And then he fulfilled it. In and Christ. gave us a better life. Right. Exactly. And so, it, I mean, it's so cool. God's word is so cool. 
Uh, what a master plan. What a plan. What a pattern. And we're talking today about the right pattern, okay? So Jesus Christ alone made the only true atonement. He did this on the cross. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost who come unto God by him. It's not Muhammad. It's not Buddha. It's not New Age. Uh, it's definitely not Satanism or anything such as that. It is through Jesus Christ and him alone. His name is the only name that will set you free. Uh, it's the only way in which we can come to God. See, it was all about the tabernacle and Exodus was all about getting us to God, getting us reconciled back, getting us into fellowship with him. He came after me and you, and he's still doing, he's, he's drawing he people in. Right? He intervenes, yeah. yeah. It was I, about I, getting I us. I cried about that this morning. Yeah. I just was like, Lord, thank you that you intervened for me. Yes, hallelujah. I, I know where I came from. And I know where I was going if right. if something didn't change. But he turned my heart and he intervened for me. He changed me. He set me free. He set me on the rock that stands. He didn't make me wishy-washy anymore. He didn't make me a failure anymore. He made me a success. He made me something beautiful. Right. And I just thank you, God, for intervening yes. for me. <coughs> I didn't deserve it. Amen. But you did it for me anyway, and I'm grateful. Amen. Beauty. For ashes. Mm -hmm. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. What an exchange program. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So he is able to save to the uttermost uh, those who come unto God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. His very presence by the right hand of the Father guarantees such. Okay, nothing else having to be done. He finished it. Like I've said a lot. Uh, it, on the cross, he did not say to be continued. Right. He said it, it is, is finished, finished completely, totally taken care of. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing can be taken away. The bill was paid. You owe it, nothing. Yeah, you don't owe anything. He paid it all. He paid it all by his precious shed blood. The power of sin was broken off of you. The power to keep you in slavery and bondage uh, was broken off of you when he shed his blood on the cross. And raised from the dead. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needs not daily, as those high priests, to offer up a sacrifice for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. This is talking about his death on the cross, which he atoned for all sins, past, present, and future, making no further sacrifices necessary. For the law makes men high priests, which have infirmity or sins. But the word of the oath, which is the promise of God that he was going to bring a superior priesthood. The whole book of Hebrews is about better, mm -hmm. superior, far above, right? Talking about the covenant of God, about Jesus. Uh, it was far superior to the Old Testament, <clears throat> Levitical order. Which was, since the law makes the son who is consecrated forevermore. So I just kind of quickly read through that because I'm actually trying to get to chapter 8, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, of these things which we have spoken, this is the sum. So Paul's about to sum it all up. Uh, which we, okay, let me say this. It's not for certain who wrote it, but many think Paul. So I don't want anybody to get upset or ruffled about that. We have such a high priest, such a high priest, 
who was set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens. Who glory to God. He's reigning above all. He's he's on the throne. He is full of power, glory, might, dominion, dominion, and authority are in his name. Hallelujah. I love this second verse. A minister of the sanctuary. He's a minister. See, the, the sanctuary and the tabernacle that was on earth was a, an example, a foreshadowing of a copy of the true sanctuary in heaven of whom Christ was the minister of. He was the high priest of. Ooh, this is good. Mm. Paul uses the word minister. It speaks both the priestly service to God and service to man. He was a minister of the true tabernacle. See, there's there's a real true tabernacle in heaven. The blood of Jesus Christ was poured over the mercy seat. Mm. Thank you, Father. The blood that he shed for you and I was poured over the mercy seat for you and me. He is the true tabernacle. He's the dwelling place of God, uh, that which is in the heavens, which the Lord pitched and not man. So this is talking about, the, this refers to the fact that Moses pitched the earthly tabernacle that we read about in Exodus, but God formed the true tabernacle. Why is there a tabernacle? For us. For us. He said, let them make me a sanctuary in Exodus that I may dwell among them, that I may live among them. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, what did he do? He'd come in the evening and walk in the cool of the garden and he'd have fellowship with him. He created us for fellowship. He created for love. He created us for relationship. Mm -hmm. He created us to be his family. Mm -hmm. I always say, Lord, I don't know how you did, how you keep up with every single person and every single problem and every... all the things that are going on in our world and every single life. But God, I'm grateful Yes, that you know mine, that you know me, that you know where I am. You always bring it back to me. You always yes. bring it back to each individual person. He's personal. Yes, he is. It's not ambiguous. It's not undoable. <clears throat> He's personal. And yes, he, he wants is. to be with you. Yes, he, he wants does. to dwell with, with you. you. We are, we have, as I was talking about in the top half of the show, we have the privilege the honor to carry God, Mm -hmm. to bear God into any situation. And you know what? You need not be afraid. No matter what you're walking into, no matter what's being required of you at this time in life, uh, you know, you think about the Old Testament people, they were thrown into lion's den. You know, uh, they were thrown in a furnace. They, but God was with With them. them. Mm -hmm. He was with them. Now God is in us. And with us. And so we need not fear because we carry God into whatever situation, whatever thing, anything that you will ever deal with was dealt with on the cross. And he says he works it all together, together for, for your good. good. Right. For your good. For your good. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So he is a minister of the sanctuary, the true tabernacle, uh, which the Lord created and not man. And he offered every high priest in Hebrews. 8.3, is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity this man, Christ Jesus, have somewhat also to offer. He offered his body. Mm-hmm. He offered himself. The others, uh, that's good. Let's think about that a minute. What did the others offer? A dove. An animal. A, a, a goat. Mm-hmm. A lamb. The blood of those animals. 
They didn't offer themselves. That's right. They didn't lay down their lives. They didn't have to shed their blood. Even if they did, it would not have changed anything for anyone else. And like you said, they had to repent first they had to before repent. they could even do that right. much. So they had to make sure they were clean. Their, yeah. <laughs> right. But I love this. Every high priest is supposed to offer gifts and sacrifices. And you think about what Christ did in contrast to the Old Testament Levitical priesthood order. Wow. And the power that is in the New Testament covenant of redemption and what it does compared to the Old Testament covenant and law that could not, all it could do was point us to Jesus and cause us to know, hey, we're in big trouble. We're sinners and cover us. Only cover. It couldn't remedy the power and the principle of sin. But now we're redeemed. That's right. We're not the sinner anymore. We're redeemed. It couldn't change the murderer's heart. Right. It couldn't change, you know, I was sexually abused for many years. It could not have changed the person that that had that that sin, that that iniquity, that assignment on their life, that operated. It couldn't, it didn't have the power to change them from the inside out like Jesus's blood. Mm-hmm. It, but it covered over them and it, it made a way, but Jesus Christ is the way. He is the door. Everything in the old talks about and foreshadows the new. It was all getting us to Jesus, the revelation of what he did. And so every priest has to offer gifts and sacrifice. Jesus Christ gave the ultimate. Mm-hmm. He took, he paid the ultimate price of the sin of humanity of everyone that has ever lived in the entire world or will ever live. He took their iniquity. It was put on him. It was put on his account. It was imputed to him. He he became the sin offering. Can you imagine the, the weight, the pressing down on the cross, the weight of carrying that and the blood being shed for us? He chose you instead of himself, right? Yes. He chose me instead of himself. He chose to bear that cup instead of making me bear the wrath of God for what I deserved. Right. He chose himself for me. Yeah. He did. He thank God. Thank God. He didn't give up halfway. After they flogged him, he said, you know, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't go. Can't. Here, take me home, God. Now, when he was in the garden, it was settled. He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup. He's talking to the Father. It's, it's referring to the Father's cup mm-hmm. of wrath and judgment against sin. Sin has to have a penalty. Sin has to be paid for, Right. And he, but if not, mm-hmm. nevertheless, not my will, but your will. So he willingly offered. He could have said no at any moment. At any moment during his suffering, during his passion, he could have said no to it. He did not. He said, but in Hebrews 3, every High priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifice, whereof it is of necessity that this man, with a capital M, Jesus, have somewhat also to offer. He didn't bring the blood of bulls and goats. A priest has to offer a sacrifice. Christ offered 
himself totally, completely, without reservation. For me. For me. For you. This was, this is my notes in my Bible. This was his one, one, one time he had to do this because he was so sinless, so pure, so without blemish. He never gave in to sin. He is able to say to the uttermost, hallelujah, them that come to him. Because he offered himself. He was the one great, all-embracing, covering every sin of all humanity, satisfying all the types of the old covenant and abolishing all its offerings for sin. We don't have to bring a lamb to church and slay it anymore to get in the presence of God and to be purified and clean. He says, come boldly to the throne room of grace to find help in the time of trouble. Jesus Christ opened up the way. The veil was torn from the top to the bottom. He prayed. He paid the price completely. And he is the pattern. He is the pattern. He fought completely perfectly fulfilled the Old Testament pattern of the tabernacle. Now he is our sanctuary and we are his. We are made in his image and we carry God. Woo, hallelujah. What if we don't? Yeah. There's some people out there that, yeah. that don't know him yet. So That's what if right. they don't? If they don't, then they bear the penalty of their own sins, not because Jesus didn't pay for it, but because they didn't avail themselves of the price he paid. Right. You have to. You have to. See, you not only have to understand uh, and get, you know, uh, exp- you have to experience. You have to, for yourself, experience the finished work of the cross and then enforce it in the spiritual realm with our spiritual authority for the kingdom of God and for the work of God. Mm-hmm. So what if they haven't yet? Yeah. How do you, you know, we need, you need to say the sinner's well, prayer. Well, so you lead them so, in that, Dawn. Okay, so we've got if you two don't minutes. know Jesus Christ as your Lord and yes. Savior today, it's so easy. Just say, Father, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I turn my back on the devil and everything he stands for. I turn to you, Jesus. You are the Christ, the Son of God. You were raised from the dead, and I believe you are my Savior. Now wash me, cleanse me, and make me whole, Father. And that's all you have to do. In your own words, you don't even have to repeat it as exactly as I did. Just ask him, and he becomes your savior. (laughs) Repent, Mm -hmm. and he says yes. And then everything that we have just talked about is available to you. You become the place where he dwells. Amen. And the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. All our sins. Then he gives us the pattern of how to yeah, lock yeah, it out. Yeah, get a pattern how to, and we didn't even get very far in that portion. We're gonna, <laughs> do, we're gonna follow up with a second program that's talking about this. We're gonna continue that, but he will. He will download to you the right pattern. Get the right pattern. He is the pattern. The word is the pattern. What he did, what he provided, what he has put in us is the pattern for living life out and to um, uh, walking out all that he has for us. Well, folks, we are almost out of time again. It goes so fast. If God's word is so alive and his spirit, and I I love God's word so much because when I read it, it just, it comes alive and stuff I hadn't even thought of before. It's like it jumps. 
he like comes alive in me. He he didn't do that for you. And he still comes alive. He still comes alive. Right. It just keeps coming alive. He's just so good. Listen, folks. I, I want to invite you to call our prayer line. If you said that prayer with Dom, call eight six six two four one zero five seven nine. We have anointed, trained prayer ministers and warriors who will pray with you with you and send you out some scriptures about that. But also, if you have prayer needs for other things, they will pray with you. It's our delight to get to do that. Go to our website at lureda.org. There are tons and tons of previous radio podcasts that you can listen to. You can actually go to my Facebook, Lureda Roshki Ministries, and scroll through. There are tons and tons of podcasts that you can listen to over and over again. Also, there are lots of my TV programs, the B3 TV show that airs on Impact um, uh, Network, Christian Network, that you can watch as well, free. And then I invite you a prayer about if the Lord puts it on your heart to give to help us to continue to preach on TV and radio and to go out and minister at conferences and travel and do these things. Uh, you can do so at Lueda.org. And I believe that when you partner with us in prayer and in your giving, that you become a part of this ministry and you partake of the anointing and the fruit of this. And we appreciate you. We love you so much. And we'll see you next week.